1: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wendt. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio, Ruby Studio, and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm
0: Matthew Bivens.
1: And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them.
0: Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood.
1: All right, you ready, babe?
0: Yep, let's do it, mama.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today's story has all the feels, so many feelings. It's such a heartfelt, amazing, awesome story, and I'm really excited to bring it to you. We are chatting with Carolina or Carolina, depending on where you're from. Carolina and her family are from Peru. But she tells people, Carolina, you know, just to keep it simple. (laughs) But she shares with us her birth stories and journeys and how, through the course of her different postpartum experiences, her mom, Cynthia, was inspired to support her, literally and figuratively, by creating a belly wrap for her. Belly wrapping is a very common practice for thousands of years in different cultures. And she brought that practice from their home of Peru and fashioned a way for her to feel together to feel like her organs were in place and and all of that you know what i'm talking about postpartum mamas it can feel all jumbled up in there and so it's the story of how that inspiration turned into something so much bigger and so much more meaningful. And like I said, a lot of feelings. And I also have a deep emotional connection to Carolina in that she lives in my hometown of Weston, Florida. And we actually went to the same middle school, not at the same time, but we both went there at you know one point in time. And that's just so cool. So talking to her felt like I was at home and she's so warm and honest and beautiful in how she explains her story and the formation of their other baby, Bellefit. And so she'll explain more on that and stay tuned for the end of the episode, because we have a special offer for you that I'll talk about at the end. So here it goes. Listen in. Today's episode is brought to you by Bump Boxes. Bump Boxes is a monthly pregnancy subscription service tailored to mom's due date. So that means monthly deliveries of healthy pregnancy, mom, and baby products for every stage of your pregnancy up to your little one's first birthday. Each box contains full-size, safe, and healthy trusted products and brands. They've treated hundreds of thousands of mamas everywhere to a fun pampering experience. So treat yourself or a mama friend to a gift they'll really love and make their life easier. And now you can receive 35% off your first box in a subscription with the code D I a H to let them know we sent you. And because we like to try out anything we promote on the show, we got our own bump box, even though we are bumpless at the moment. And this stuff is awesome. You guys, such a cool concept and company. And I wish we used something like this while we were pregnant. So go to bumpboxes.com and use the code D-I-A-H for your order today. Buenos dias world from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wendt and I'm Rick Schwartz and we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hi, Carolina. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? Good.
0: Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much.
1: So we... We're talking a lot before we officially hit record, and I feel like we could keep talking after record because we have a lot to share in that we're both from the same town. We're both from Weston, Florida, down in the 954 and that, you know, surrounding That's area. Right. Um, so I'm really <laughs> excited to talk to you just because of that, just to have like a fellow Westonite um, on, the, on yeah. the show. It's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, we share our public.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell (laughs) listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, your family, and what you're up to down there.
0: Sure. So um, I'm 36 years old. I live here in Weston with my family, my my husband and my two sons. Um, They're 13 and nine. And, um, And the rest of my family is here as well. My parents, I have three brothers who all have kids. You know, we're a big family. And um, we have a family business down here. We own Bellefate Maternity. Uh, we make postpartum recovery corsets and girdles for uh, helping women, you know, feel more supported after giving birth. And it's just, uh, it's very interesting. We all work together every day and, um, you know, we get to involve our kids and our family. So it's just one big, um, very interesting and amazing time in our lives right now. And, you know, we're just happy to, to be in the states and and kind of be living the american dream of of owning a business and doing it together and and getting to do something that is actually helping people out there too.
1: Oh. That's amazing. And where is your family originally from so that any other listeners out there who are from there as well can feel that connectedness with you.
0: <laughs> sure, so we're from Lima, Peru in South America. We moved to the states in the early nineties. Um, and we just landed in Western Florida, which is you know where you're from. And we loved it. It just immediately felt like we were in the right place at the right time. Um, but, you know, Peru is, is a big, you know, it's, it's our, it's our first home. So we still go there a lot and we, we visit our family and, and everything, but um, it's always nice to bring them here too.
1: <laughs> mm, absolutely. Wow. So family business going on down there. And Mm -hmm. I love how you said all about helping people and women. And by extension, the, the mamas, I think you help families and children because when mamas are well taken care of, when they feel supported in all ways... Everyone wins. (laughs) Um,
0: Definitely, definitely. But
1: there was a journey to what is now Belofit, and it's very personal and it involves you and part of your pregnancy and birth experiences. Could you kind of turn back the clocks for us for a second and share how we got to where we are now?
0: Definitely. So um, I became pregnant with my first baby in 2004. I was like, geez, I was like 22 years old. You know, you think you know everything. And uh, and I wanted everything to be perfect. I was reading all the maternity books. The Internet wasn't huge back then yet. So I was pretty much going to the library and checking books out and <laughs> going to Barnes and Noble and just getting as much information as I could because I wanted to have a good experience. I wanted my baby to be healthy. Um, and, you know, I, I did everything right as far as I could tell. Um but then I came up to my delivery day and uh, what happened to me is I reached my 40 weeks and I was living in Orlando, Florida at the time and we had Hurricane Charlie come through mm. and nobody was expecting this hurricane to hit. It looked like it was going to go away, but it made a U-turn and it came back and it destroyed our city so badly. We had no water, no electricity. I was full term with this huge belly we had no food we were so unprepared for this hurricane so I spent about almost a week with uh, my neighbors bringing me water and ice and eating sandwiches and just sleeping in the dark in the heat it was the middle of the summer the end of August or mid-August and so it was terrible Uh, I ended up in the hospital a couple of times and they kept sending me home saying you're not ready you're not ready Uh, I think the third time that I went, my blood pressure at this point was just through the roof because I was so stressed out. Mm. Um, You know, nothing was going right, basically. So um, it it was a weird experience. I feel like they tried to help me and induce me, but then they would stop my contractions and they would give me all these different uh, medications that I wasn't fully aware of what they were. And in retrospect, you know, I think like, wow, how many how many women experience something like that in a hospital to where you're just saying yes, because you're trusting your doctors and then you come to find out after like, wow, they shouldn't have done that to me. You know, I don't, I wish I would have said no, um, but you just don't know enough. Mm -hmm. I feel like I educated myself so much on the baby that I was missing a lot of stuff about what I was going to experience and what I needed to know, you know? So it's definitely something that I always recommend to women is really learn about yourself too, not just what the baby's going through or how they're growing. Because when it comes to delivery, you want to be, it's hard to say that you can be in full control because obviously you and I know that that's not always the case, but you have more awareness of of what's happening, you know, and what you want and what you want to fight for. Um, So, you know, to make the long story short, I was in labor for like 12 hours with this, little boy. Um, and, you know, they kept checking my cervix and nothing was progressing. I think I got to like four centimeters. And when the last nurse came to check uh, my cervix, he had turned himself face presentation. So they're supposed to come out with their face, like kind of facing down towards your butt, mm. but Sal turned himself facing up and he then tilted his head backwards a little bit more. And then he had the cord around his neck. So his heart rate started to drop and then the doctors were like, we have to do a C-section right now. So, you know, at this point I'm devastated. I'm going, no, this is not what I wanted, but you have no choice. You have to go through with it. Um, so I did, he was born seven pounds, four ounces, the poor baby had his face all... He had been poked over and over when they would check my cervix because nobody knew that was his face that was just kind of sitting there. Oh. So he looked like Mike Tyson, the poor kid. Um, his eyes were all swollen and it was just terrible. And I was really young, so I wasn't, you know, I, I'm just trying to get through everything and my whole family's there and everybody's like, what's going on? So it was it was a very stressful, <laughs> very stressful birth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... When they finally discharged me, by the way, the pain of the C-section, I never imagined it would be the way that it was. I really was not prepared for that. Um, the way they make you walk right away and how you feel like all your insides are going to pop out. Mm. It was it was a very, uh, very difficult uh, thing to experience. Um, so when I got home, um, immediately my mom is like, look, when I was young and I had my kids, My mom used to wrap my belly. It's something that is a huge custom in South America. You give birth, you get your belly wrapped in your home for 40 days and 40 nights. You don't do anything. You don't leave your house. You're just there taking care of your baby and bonding with your baby. So she's like, so I'm going to show you how to do that. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So she would uh, buy these elastic bandages. They look like the the medical wraps uh, Mm -hmm. that you use for your feet or your ankles, but they're really wide. So she used to, like, wrap me like a big burrito with that. And it it was so helpful. It felt like everything would just kind of, like, get held together. And I didn't feel as horrible whenever I was wrapped. Um, But what would end up happening is because they weren't really meant for that, they would just keep rolling. And if my mom wasn't there, I had the hardest time wrapping myself. Mm. Um, So, you know, but it helped. So I did it as much as I could. And uh, I looked crazy, but... It was a huge help after that uh, recovery. Um, so that's kind of how, you know, it's, it, I started learning about, you know, belly wrapping. I never even knew there was a thing before that. My mom and I never really had a reason to talk about it before, but she just instinctively said, let's wrap you up. And I know that there's a lot of people around the world that were also doing that. Um, so, you know, it was it was great. I, I was happy to have something on there holding me together. Um, And then very quickly after that, I think my son was only like six months old. I got pregnant again, and this one was totally unexpected. I was like, oh, no, I'm not ready for this. Um, uh, Very sadly, I had a miscarriage. I think it was around 10 weeks, um, so I didn't really make it very far. And, um, you know, I think miscarriages get played down a lot. Um, for women, you know, I think like Mm. we're being, we we're made to feel like, okay, you know, the baby wasn't that old, get over it. And, and it's sad because you still, it's still a a, a loss, you know, you Mm. still had that child, it was still in there, still growing. So I always feel for women when I hear that that's happened to them. I'm like, oh, you know, I, you wish you could do more, but sometimes you just have to sit there and and give them a hug. And there's not much you can say, you know. Mm. Um, But Thankfully, from that, I I recovered very quickly because it was so early on. Um, And then a year later, 2006, again, I got pregnant. (laughs) And I was like, oh, again, oh my gosh. This time I was a little more worried because I had been through some stuff already. You know, I had that Mm. first emergency C section, then the miscarriage. But thankfully, this pregnancy went really well. Everything was smooth. I had zero complications. I never felt sick. Um you know, we we did our our ultrasound. We found that it was a boy early on. And then when I was like 8 months pregnant, we did one of those cool uh 3D or 4D mm. video ultrasound. I went with my mom. And uh, the tech is like, "Hey, do you know what you're having?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're having a boy." And she's like, "No, honey, you're having a girl." <laughs> and we were, my mom started screaming like a maniac. I'm like, "Oh, geez, okay." I, I would have been, this, you know, this excited with the boy too, but she wanted a girl so bad in the family, and I was the first one from all my siblings to have kids. So you know, it was she was super excited. Mm. Um, for this one, I wanted to have a VBAC, which is the vaginal birth after C-section. Mm-hmm. I had read a lot about it. I, I had a few friends that had done it. And, you know, they're telling me, come on, you can do it. You're a warrior. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, I can. I, I really wanted to have that experience and and have my baby not have such a traumatic birth. Um, so I, again, was trying to do everything right. I found a doctor who was willing to do it for me because it's another thing. It's hard to find a doctor who will do a, a VBAC, at least back then. And, um, and, you know, everything was going great. I made it to 40 weeks. They said, okay, we're going to let you go to 41. So I went in for a checkup. And they did something that I didn't know what it was when it happened. But they checked my cervix and they stripped my membranes. I guess it's kind of like a sweep right. of the membranes that are by your cervix. Um, it hurt. I was like, what did you just do? No, I, you know, I, what just happened? But she just said it's a normal procedure. They do it to a lot of mom to just go home, um, wow. you know, keep track of the contractions. And it was a Friday afternoon. She said, go home, keep track of everything. If you don't go into labor this weekend, then you come in Monday morning for your C-section. So I was like, all right, so one more weekend. So I went home. And everything was fine the whole weekend. I didn't feel anything weird, any problems. And then on Sunday uh, night, you know, I just took my shower, got my bag ready, you know, got my son ready with all his stuff. Because by then, Sal, my oldest, was, he was about a year, a year and a half. And, uh, and I just went to bed, you know, normal night. And then I woke up the next day, like at six in the morning, and I woke up crying like a maniac. It was so weird, Sarah. I just mm. it's like I woke up and I immediately knew that there was something wrong without even getting my feet off mm. the bed. And so I started kind of like, you know, checking my belly and I'm trying to feel the baby and I'm not feeling anything. And you know, that's when I start to freak out a little bit and I wake my husband and I'm like, babe, there's something wrong. I don't know what it is. I don't feel the baby. He's like, okay, let's go. So we get everything, we grab our son. We go straight to the hospital and they made me wait for so long. We went to the triage. It felt like a year. (laughs) I know it was only, maybe it was only like 10 minutes. I don't really remember the time, but it felt like forever where I'm sitting there waiting. Then they finally call me in, they connect me, they check everything and they couldn't find a heartbeat. Um, It was, it's crazy to think about that moment now because Back then, like you know, I remember laying on the bed, looking at the doctor, and she's kind of having a hard time telling me, "Look, we can't find a heartbeat." She calls another doctor in. There are other doctors checking too, and they're just kind of looking at each other, like, "How do we tell this mom who's extremely pregnant that you know her baby didn't make it?" And they just came out with it. I think I was yelling at them to tell me <laughs> what's wrong because I'm losing my mind at this point, and um, and it was horrible. It was. You know, we were all screaming in the room. My husband, my son is looking at us like, what is going Mm. on in here? It was just, it was terrible. It was like a, it was like a pain that I'd never imagined you could feel as a human being. Like it hurts your insides. Everything is just like the world just froze. Mm -hmm. And um, it was terrible. It was terrible. We, we basically lost her. She, um, she breached herself overnight and, um, you know, later on when we, we did do an autopsy because, you know, I needed closure. I needed to know what happened. Mm-hmm. We found out that she had a very short umbilical cord, mm-hmm. extremely short to the point where they don't even know how she made it as far as she did. And so when she turned herself, the, the cord just kind of, you know, got restrained and she cut off her own lifeline overnight, which is why I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And which is probably why I woke up that morning, just like, like knowing that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so after they told us that they said we have to do another C-section, she's breached. And, you know, there I'm like, oh, gosh, another C-section. Um, they made me wait. I think it was like 7 a.m. I had to wait till like 7 p.m. for them to do it. So, you know, my whole family drove up because I was in Orlando. They were still in Weston. So everybody drove up. Um to what they said was the longest drive of their entire life. Um, And then, you know, that night she was born, I went in the, the, uh, the OR with my husband and, you know, he was so good. He, he tried to, you know, keep me laughing or, you know, just kind of lightening the mood Mm because it was such a, such a terrible thing. Um, I did ask to see her. Um, You know, some people get shocked when they hear that you, you saw your baby, you know, when they were stillborn, but, she was mine. You know, I, I made her, I needed to see her. I needed to know what, what she was like. I mean, that was it. That was the only time that I was going to get to hold her. So, you know, it was, it was so intense. Um, and it, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how I can finally talk about it. Cause I couldn't get through the story before mm-hmm. without completely losing it. It was, you know, I, I feel like my voice still shakes a little bit when I talk about it because it's a lot of memories come back, but, you know, it's it's just one of those things that, with time, it doesn't get better; it just gets a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we it was it was crazy. We had to we buried her in Orlando, and and everybody came out, and we saw family and friends that we hadn't seen in years. I felt like the support that we got was just immense. Um, and then what ended up happening to me as far as my physical recovery. I not only was I like mentally just, you know, wrecked completely, but I still looked very pregnant. Um, You know, it was a second C-section. My belly was humongous and I had no baby in my arms. So anywhere I went, people would be like, oh, how far along are you? And I would just start crying. Like, why are you asking me this, you know? And even at the funeral home, I walked into the funeral home to sign the paperwork and they asked me, how far along are you? And I just looked at the lady, I wanted to punch her in the throat. I'm like, how, (laughs) how do you not know? (laughs) It was terrible. Um, But that was probably harder than, than my first recovery, because now I'm dealing with this emotional, you know, devastation that, that, and that everybody keeps reminding me everywhere I go, like. You know, you look pregnant. And so my mom again came. She equipped with her bandages because we still hadn't found anything better. Um, You know, she'd been looking and shopping around. And I think she bought a couple of those uh, Velcro wraps Mm -hmm. that they used to sell at Babies R Us. Um, But they were so horrible for me because they would poke my skin and you're all tender from the C-section. And I couldn't pull them on my own because they were so like you know, it was just too rough. Um, so I ended up with my good old elastic bandages again. And not only did I do it for my belly, but I also did it for my breast because I wanted to stop the breast milk. I'm like, I need this to go away now. Um, but you know, that helped again. It was, I was dealing with the same issues from before where it would roll down and, and things like that, but it did help me. Um, it helped me, you know, get through that beginning part. And, um, And then after that, I I said, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm not having any more kids. You know, I I have my son. We're happy. We're going to just live our life with him and dedicate everything to our, you know, our little guy. Um, But my mom was, she didn't believe me. She's like, "Mm, no, I'm going to go. And yeah, she was on a mission. She's like, look, you know, I know you say you don't want to be pregnant again. She's like, but what if you, what if you do? You're young. I was only like 20, you know, 26, I think. Um, she's like, you're really young, you know, and, and I'm on a mission now. She wanted to make something that would work. She said, I'm going to figure this out. And like, she she said, I can't be, you can't be the only woman in this world who needs something for her belly after she gives birth. <laughs> so she looked at all the challenges that we had, um, you know, with these wraps and the bandages and all these things. And she started researching like crazy. She was on a mission she was reading all the books about, you know, postpartum recovery, what the body goes through, the hormones. And then she got really into fabrics and compression because as she was learning, she was starting to see things that, uh, you know, historically have been helpful for women. Um, so she just she went off and I just looked at her like, you're crazy, mom. <laughs> Good luck with your project. You know, I'll, <laughs>
1: I'll
0: see you next time you come visit, you know, come say hi to your grandson or whatever. Um, so a few years go back, two years go by, and and here we go, I got pregnant again, and she's like, I knew it, I told you, so this pregnancy was super stressful for me, I lived at the doctor's office, mm. I had the greatest doctor, he tell me, if you feel anything, or if you're ever unsure, or if you feel any stress, just come, this guy was amazing, so I, every time I was like, oh, no, what if, I, I don't feel right, and I would just show up at their office and they would hook me up, and check me, and do field monitoring, and and it, they were so great. I feel like they were just such a huge blessing because they made that whole pregnancy way easier for me. Um, and this time, I said we're doing a C section, a planned C section at 38 weeks. I'm not gonna risk anything this time. You know, this is my little miracle baby. Um, you know, so there's a side of C sections that is is terrifying because you know. Sometimes they call it an emergency, but it's not. Or sometimes doctors will push it on you. But then there's the side of when it's truly necessary. And for me, I felt like this was something that I needed to do. I'm like, I need this C-section in my life. I'm going to plan for it. I'm going to be ready this time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't uh, wasn't mad at C-sections anymore because this time it was going to be And so, um, I delivered him at 38 weeks, uh, Pablo, he's nine years old now, but you know, back then it was, he was this tiny little guy. He was like six pounds, four <laughs> ounces or something like that. And, um, and so I got home from the hospital and there's my mom holding the very first belly And she's like, look what I made. I'm like, oh. get out mom. <laughs> yeah. And this thing looked Like nothing I had ever seen before because I was used to these little bandages and, you know, everything was so like easy looking. But the belly fit looked a little bit intimidating. I'm like, there's no way I'm putting this thing on. Mom. She's like, trust me. Just trust me. Like, when have I failed you before? So I'm like, okay, let's do it. So she helped me. Um, I put it on. She hooked it all up for me. It was the corset, the one that has the, the closures in the front. And I remember she closed everything up and I just looked at her and my eyes were welling up and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, mom, I feel so good right now. Like I had never felt that together after having a C-section, you know, and I had two before, so I had a good comparison. Yeah, you had an idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I did. Yeah. So this thing just kind of like sucked everything into one place, pushed everything together and I know women sometimes get scared, like, no way, I'm not going to squish my belly. That's going to feel crazy. But when I did it, it was life changing. I I could sit up. I could stand up. I could pick up my baby. I I could, you know, turn and, and wipe my toddler's butt without feeling like I was going to fall apart. I mean, every little sneeze. I could sneeze without feeling like I was going to explode. I mean, it's like the littlest things that you don't think about would hurt so much after a C-section. Those are the things that just went away. It was like, I was normal immediately. And I wasn't trying to get, you know, my waist back or look all sexy. That's not at all what I was going for. I was going for, I want to feel good. I don't want to feel like crap anymore after, you know, giving birth. And so I just wore it day and night and, you know, after wearing it for about, um, I think it was around six weeks. I remember going to the doctor to all my checkups, wearing the girdle and they would be like, what is that? I'm like, listen, (laughs) this thing is saving my life right now. Um, And, you know, after wearing it for about six weeks, my mom's like, okay, what's the verdict? I'm like, mom, we need to do this this is mm. this is amazing, and so her and my dad, you know they hit the ground running and they they started you know they they looked for a manufacturer and they did everything that you have to do to get started and and they did uh two thousand eight you know they they finally were able to make the first batch of Bella fits and it started in their garage, so it's the classic you know home garage story where they had all the girdles stacked up in their in their garage and they were selling them out of there and driving to USPS every day, and and uh, you know it was it was amazing. It's like all of a sudden you know we were doing something that helped us so much, but now we were able to help other women out there. And and every time I I see a testimonial, you know, to this day, or I get a phone call, or I see a, a comment on Instagram, or anything where a woman is saying this thing, you know, helped me so much, I feel. So happy because I remember what that felt like. You know, that's that's a moment that I'm never going to forget in my life. Um, you know, this is this is our baby. This this uh, business has not just been something that's been great for our family, obviously, um, but it's been something that we've been able to give back. Um, I never knew, you know, as I was going through all those things that one day I would be able to use that to help other people. You don't see that when you're going through, through strife, you know, but as the years have gone by, you know, and I start to look back and I'm going, wow, you know, I can relate to other women who went through similar things as me, or, or even sometimes women who went through very different experiences, but we're able to connect in a way that is just so amazing. Um, and the fact that we, you know, we get to do something that that makes women feel better is just huge. It's so big for us. So, you know, I love doing this. I I hit the ground running every day. Like, let's go. Who are we gonna help today? You know. So it, this is a. That's it. That's our story. That's how everything started. And 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 you know, now we're we're going strong. This is our tenth year in business. Uh wow. It's our ten year anniversary. Yeah, time has flown. So. Um, you know, my son Pablo, he's, he's going to be 10 in, in July. So he's kind of the Bella Fit anniversary baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been amazing, Sarah. Um, you know, and then, you know, we meet, I meet women like you who, I know you had, uh, diastasis, right?
1: A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't you know if we little? go into a full diagnosis, yeah. but they're still about, you know, uh-huh. like a finger's width and, um, I can I can totally relate to what you were saying about the whole you know and different births too and every woman's births are so yeah. different but you know I had an unmedicated you know vaginal birth mm-hmm. and still the wow. first time I stood up I remember thinking oh my God, all my organs are going to fall out of me. And, the even breathing felt difficult, like to open up my diaphragm because I had this bulge and this soft bulge of a belly where there was no longer a baby. Mm -hmm. And I just, I couldn't even breathe that well for the first day or so. Um, just getting used to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't remember how we got connected, but once we did and I got to experience a benefit for myself even later on in postpartum. And, you know, that's a a question I'll come Mm -hmm. around to in a minute for you. But I started wearing it later and I could still feel just what you said, that support. Like, wow, everything feels in place. I feel like I can sit and something isn't going to slump over or fall out, you know, breathing. Like I said, all of that just, Mm -hmm. and I wish I wish I knew of Bell Fit in the beginning and I'm definitely going to be utilizing it for another baby or any future ones postpartum because especially yeah. in those first few days and, um, and like you, I knew nothing about belly wrapping or belly binding mm-hmm. until months after I had Maya. And, uh, I think it's amazing that your mom brought the tradition and brought the practice, you know, to you, to your family. And then now by extension, you know, thousands, millions of other families, Yeah, because I think there are practices like that of other cultures and this wisdom of how to Mm -hmm. care for women in postpartum that we have ignored and not tapped into. But those like you who are, I mean... I just mm-hmm. know so many women are grateful for that, and we need to utilize more of that. We need to use this collective, you know, worldly wisdom to care for women because um, I don't think postpartum care gets enough attention in this country. In fact, I know it doesn't. I don't Definitely. Know what to say. I think. Yeah. Um, and so to integrate this as just a part of caring for your body and more than just your physical body, like you said, you're going through emotional changes and shifts and mental stuff. And so you don't want to be worrying about, you know, your spleen falling out of you. Like you said, when you're changing diapers or when you're moving around, you know, that's (laughs) not something you should be worried about. You have plenty of other things to concern your mind with.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I remember after my first and second C-section, you know, it's something as silly as, as not being able to close my pants because my belly was so swollen. And then in this third one, you know, not only did, did having this, this garment on me supporting me felt good, but I could close my jeans. <laughs> uh, and like I said before, I was not by any means trying to look sexy at all. I was just like, I just want to close my jeans so I can go buy some milk, you know, <laughs> that's simple. Um, so, <laughs> cause, and the reason I mention that is because unfortunately, you know, there's a big misconception about um the difference between what teflon does and what uh, a, a waist cincher, you know, like mm. you see these celebrities wearing waist cinchers and showing tiny waists yeah. and looking amazing, and so then sometimes uh, we'll get bashed for that. You're like, mm. you guys are just trying to hurt women and and trying to make them feel bad. And I'm always like, no, no, that's not what we're doing. You know, we we just want to give them support and comfort and and pain relief because yeah. having that compression takes the pain away, surprisingly, your back pain, your belly pain, everything. Even uh, the medications that you have to take, the painkillers that you take after you have a C-section. I took less when I did my my last C-section because mm-hmm. I was wearing that that the compression uh, corset and I didn't feel like I needed to take the medication, which was great because I'm dealing with a baby and a toddler. Yeah. I don't want to be... Completely drugged out, you know, just because I'm in pain. So that was huge for me. Like, mm. I, I, if I took one every couple of days, I'm exaggerating. Like, I, cause I wore it at night too. So every time my son would wake up, you know, you you hear the baby and you just kind of jump up uh, by <laughs> instinct. I, I was able to just get up and not feel like I was gonna explode. <laughs> so, you know, that's what we're about. We're about helping women. Uh, transition from, you know, their pregnancy and their birth experience into motherhood, because mm. you don't have a break in between. There is no, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. No, it's like you, you have that baby and immediately you have to start taking care of them and everybody else who is also depending on you.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So, so, you know, having mom there is great, but not everybody gets to have family around um, it's not the situation and there's a lot of women who are you know away from their families like I don't know if you have any family up there uh, where you live or if they're still down here in Weston but I am you know it's very different when there's nobody there to help and just having one little thing that can make you feel better makes a huge difference you know
1: totally so totally agree
0: yeah.
1: Um I have a couple <laughs> questions for you but before I jump into those okay. I just have to take one tiny step back and acknowledge you for the story that you shared. I could have said a million things and and commented on on how I was experiencing you share the story but I felt it best to just shut up and do nothing because the <laughs> the way you shared your story I just really feel like that needs to be acknowledged for a second cuz I know listeners Belt that and I know that that Is having a ripple effect and an impact On those who are listening and um I just want to thank you for Your transparency Your vulnerability And just the the beauty In which you tell the story and Um just just really honor You and your journey into Motherhood and and How it's been for you and as a result How beloved has woven into Your story and and come up as a Result of it um it's just incredible. And I would be doing this conversation a disservice if I didn't just acknowledge that for a second.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You know, it was, it was hard for me to do it before. Um, and and I just feel like I, I need to share it. I need to, you know, I, I want other women to know that it's okay, that yes, we all go through, you know, difficult things sometimes, but eventually you're going to be okay you grow a lot you know i'm not saying that i'm you know okay with what happened or everything i went through because it's hard um i just try to not let myself go there um but i feel like it's important to share because there's always somebody that's going to hear it and say wow <laughs> you know it, i'm going to be okay it's going to be okay for me too so so thank you you know for that and thank you for the opportunity to share it you know it's it's um I definitely appreciate it. Mm
1: -hmm. Great. Okay. So some questions that I have about um, wrapping and support, who is it for basically? Like who's a great candidate for belly wrapping? Is there a, is there a scenario where it's maybe not the best option or it doesn't work for certain women?
0: Okay. So uh, the compression uh, corsets are great for women who have, recently given birth. So okay. in 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 my case, I went home and I put my girdle on when I got home. So we usually tell women, after you get discharged from the hospital, this is a great time for, to put on your girdle and to start wearing it. You don't want to do it at the hospital because when you're there, the doctors are checking you, the nurses are coming in, you're changing your path. There's a lot yeah. going on with your body and, and you don't want to have anything that's going to prevent them from doing their job to take care of you so that you can leave there optimal, you know, health. Um, so the best time to do it is, uh, some women do it when they're leaving the hospital for the car ride, cause they don't want to feel, you know, horrible during the car ride. Uh, but I always tell women do it when you get home, you know, take your time with it, put it on patiently cause you're learning to put on something completely new. Um, eventually you get good at it. Just like putting on your bra, you get really good at putting on the corset. Um, and then, The the girdle works great for women who are, you know, who just gave birth up to about six months is the, the best time to wear it because there's a lot of hormonal changes that are happening during that time. Now, Where it goes beyond that, um, there's times where women have uh, conditions like diastasis recti, which Mm -hmm. is your abdominal muscles are split open. And so wearing the girdle helps to keep everything together so that you don't worsen your condition. Um, There's also times that women have had a C-section and they're not healing properly. So even if they're within that first year after giving birth, it's still good for them to wear it. So optimal time would be, you know, from birth to six months, but if you wear it from the six months to a year mark, you're still going to see a lot of benefits. You know, you're going to feel better. You're going to be able to, you know, put on your clothes more comfortably. And if you have a condition, like I said, uh, like diastasis, it's not going to worsen because the girdle is going to It's kind of like putting a bandaid on. It's going to hold that, you know, that bruise or that cut or whatever it is together and protect it. And, you know, you'll be able to keep going with your daily life and not feel like you're, you know, falling apart.
1: Wow. That's great. No one wants to feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what are some of the responses and the feedback you get, uh, from women who are going through postpartum and have utilized this, you know, method and particularly the, the corsets and the other, uh, styles that you offer?
0: Oh, wow. I hear so many different things. Um, you know there's the super uh, everything has been perfect with the girdle um you know my I hear a lot it's been a lifesaver that's probably the line that I hear the most <laughs> um i try I try not to use it too much. You know, because I I personally also run our Instagram and our Facebook and all those things. So I if you're getting a message, a lot of the times it's me, you know, trying to interact with people because I love social media so much and and I love connecting with people. So um, I try not to use the lifesaver thing too much because I don't want it to I don't want people to feel like I'm, you know, uh, taking it overboard (laughs) because we're not saving lives, but we are helping. (laughs) Mm.
1: Um,
0: But I hear that a lot. Um, you know, I hear a lot from moms who already have kids who have a newborn and they say, I don't know how I could have done everything that I do without this because I can take care of my other kids, too. Um, so that one is my favorite because that's what I felt. You know, I had a toddler and then I had a newborn. So, um, so that's one of my favorite ones. And then, you know, it, there's also times when it just doesn't work for people. Um, Our girdles are handmade, you know, we, we put a lot of work into these corsets, Um, you know, the process is very lengthy and, you know, it's every stitch, everything is just, it's a huge, huge undertaking. So, unfortunately, there's times when it also just doesn't work for some women, you know, we have... Such a wide variety of body shapes, I mean, yeah. I don't think I could fit all their di- you know you've seen those pictures where they have five women, they all weigh the same, and they all look completely different mm. so that's that's one of our struggles is I wish I could make it work for everybody um and this is sometimes it doesn't, and you know we always try really hard to make everybody happy and and do our best to not ever have anybody walk away feeling like they got gypped or anything like that. you know it's, that side of it is tough mm. um. I wish I could hug everybody that returns a girl and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It didn't work. <laughs> what can I do to make it better? Um, you know, but I've just kind of that side. I kind of have to step back a little bit cause I would, I would be the worst, you know, I would be taking every return and giving everybody <laughs> everything they want. So I try to stay on the marketing side of things to hear all the great, happy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, for the most part, we do get a lot of positive feedback, you know, Uh, even from from family members or husbands. Uh, We hear a lot like, wow, you know, it helped my wife so much. My wife is so happy. (laughs) So, yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of, of good stuff.
1: That is amazing. I love that. So what do you suggest a woman does if, you know, she's pregnant and planning for postpartum or nearly postpartum in that six-month time frame or even with a a case of DR or a a C-section in that year space? What would you recommend she do to figure out what would work best for her?
0: Sure. So we offer a couple options um, because I understand that it's it's intimidating to purchase a compression garment online that you can't try on. Mm. So what we offer our customers is two things. We have a sizing calculator on our website where you have to go and answer some questions, uh, take some measurements and, you know, enter your pre-pregnancy weight and all these different things that help us determine what size you're going to be. The other option is they can give us a call and we have sizing uh, specialists here who are really good at you know, asking you the same questions, but kind of guiding you on how to measure yourself and in the, you know, the exact uh, weights that you need to tell them. And and if there's women that don't wear jeans, we use jean sizes as as a way of measuring. Uh, So we try to figure out, you know, other types of measurements that we can use. Um, Ideally, if you're pregnant, you're coming to us at around your 36 weeks. And the reason we recommend that is because as you progress in your pregnancy, your hips expand. Mm. And the closer you get to the end of your of your third trimester, your hips kind of start to slow down on how much they're expanding. So um, the reason we measure the hip circumference is because the girdle has to go past your hips. So if, you know, if that measurement is not correct, then you're probably going to get a corset that just doesn't quite go past that. And then it's a whole frustration. Um, so the hip measurement is super important. So 36 weeks when you're pregnant, you know, it's you're measuring around your, your hips and you're including your butt, you know, the widest section of your, of you know, right under your, your torso or your pubic bone. And then if you're postpartum, um, I find that this one might be a little bit easier for a lot of women because they don't have their belly in the way. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's confusing. Like I'm pregnant. How can I measure myself? Uh, but it works. Um, so postpartum, you already know, you know, what your weight is. You're obviously not wearing, uh, you know, tight jeans or anything like that yet, but you kind of have a better idea of, of your current measurements and where you are and how much you weigh. And that helps make the, the size finding a little bit easier as well. Um, the part that's not that great about waiting that long is that most women don't have time after yeah. they give birth. You know, they're either feeding or changing or, or trying to take a shower. So, you know, that's that's the only uh, downside of waiting till after you give birth. And and then also, you have nothing until your girdle gets there. You're kind of like just, you know, floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting literally. Waiting <laughs> for something to help you. Yeah, so doing it, you know, right before you give birth is great. And we ship really fast. We have, I think it's like a free two to three day shipping in the U.S. so that they get there quickly. Nice. Um, and yeah, so that's, those are the good times to do it. It's either right before you give birth or right after you give birth. Um, and then... You know, some women get one girdle uh, because that's all they want to do. They ju- they feel like they just need one size. Some women want to go all out and they want to get two because they feel like they need one that's a little bit loose to start with and then a really tight one to transition down into. Um, some women just like having two because they want to wash one and have one ready to go at all times. Um, so, you know, that that varies. And then we also have four different styles. Um, different types of closures. Some have zippers. Some only have the, the hook and eye closures. Um, and they're all great for different body shapes. So, you know, that's why it's good to call or really use the calculator because it it truly guides you through the process. And, you know, 99% of the time it's accurate. There's always that little 1% that doesn't quite, you know, fit into a box, which is totally okay. Um, but we really try really hard to, to get everybody paired with the right size and the right style so they can have a good experience.
1: That's awesome. And I can't believe I forgot to ask until this point, what is your mama's Uh name? Because we need to give a shout out to mom and all of this. Oh,
0: mama. Her name is Cynthia.
1: Cynthia. She's
0: a beautiful angel. Yes.
1: Uh Well, (laughs) Cynthia, thank you so much for, What you've done and who you are, and who you are as a mom, and who she's been for you, and then what she's been able to create. Because I mean, I can speak to it. I've worn a BelaFit, like I said, even beyond Mm -hmm. that kind of ideal, quote unquote, time frame. And I had a vaginal birth, um, but I could Mm -hmm. still feel the everything you described in terms of the care that goes into it and everything like that. Like I could feel that, like Mm -hmm. hugging me. Um, That's awesome. Like I said, I wish I knew earlier, but. I will not fret because there will probably be a chance yeah. at some point in the future.
0: Um, That's awesome.
1: But I will. Oh, mom's
0: going to love that.
1: Oh, yay. yeah yeah Yay. I will include links yeah. to everything, you know, Bella Fit's website and social media accounts in the show notes of this episode okay. at diahpodcast.com and in there in, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, So that'll all be there for people to connect with you. Um, Carolina, thank you so much for being here on the show, sharing your journey, your story. And then as a result, you know, you said it, you've kind of brought it full circle and now you're able through your story and through your family. I love that it's all family, you know, led and, um, created to help others and to, um, really empower women through this because, you know, as I kind of said earlier, when mama feels great, everyone wins. And so this is, this That's is a right. part of that. And this is a part of that movement into putting more attention and energy into postpartum care, because that is definitely what we need some more of. So, um, I thank you for doing that for me and for all mamas out there.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for everything you do as well. You're, you're a rock star.
1: Hey guys, so as promised, the special offer from Bellefit to our doing it at home community. When you place an order at Bellefit.com with the code DIAH, you receive $20 off your order. And that's on minimum purchases of $67.50. And purchases must be made on Bellefit.com and it can't be combined with any other offers. But use that code D I A H to receive $20 off your order with Bellefit. I've used Bellefit love them, love the company, great quality, and it's just awesome to feel supported as a postpartum mama. And we're also going to be doing a giveaway for one corset on our Instagram page. So go check that out today. And we're going to be running that for a couple of days. So It's not going to be very long. So go to our Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast and check out the details there to enter to win one free corset from BellaFit